0: Spoil Movie Reviews. Hey, welcome to another episode of Spoiled Movie Reviews on the Blackout Tips Premium Podcast Network. I am your host, Ry, and I'm all by myself, ready to give you a review of a movie that you either saw, don't ever plan on seeing, or don't care about spoilers because I spoiled the movie. And today's movie is Heart of Stone. I watched it on Netflix. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, And I have one comment from a solo review that I did for Jurassic World Dominion. So we'll talk about that at the end of this review. But we got to start with the synopsis of Heart of Stone, uh, which stars Gal Gadot. Um, A bunch of people who I do not know kind of feels a little like the um, extraction formula where... Maybe these actors are more famous like overseas or whatever, but you know they didn't get other like A-list actors, uh, and then you kind of just go from there. Um, directed by Tom Harper, um, who uh, apparently has made *Peaky Peaky Blinders*, uh, *The Aeronauts*, *Wild Rose*, *War and Peace*—things I haven't watched. Um, and then, uh, written by Greg Rucka, uh, and Alison Schroeder. Now I know Greg Rucka from comics. Like he's wrote, uh, like Wonder Woman. Uh, he also wrote The Old Guard, which, uh, got really good reviews on, from a lot of people from Netflix, you know, starring Charlize Theron. Um, but you know, he's, he's a very, uh, prolific comic book writer, um, And I don't know, uh, Alison Schroeder's work like that, but I'm looking at, uh, what she's written in the past and Frozen 2 is one of the things she's known for, but the other thing she's known for is Hidden Figures, which I loved, you know? So, um, who knows, man? Like, so anyway, the synopsis, uh an intelligence operative from for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. Um, That's pretty, pretty, yeah. So, basically, uh, Gal Gadot is a, like, double-agent spy. She's, like, embedded with, like, the, uh, the U.S. government, but secretly she's, like, a super-duper actions, like, 007-type spy. And she's part of this uh, organization that has a artificial intelligence that is so good. It can predict everything and all the things in the world. And it makes decisions about what these spies who are all like super duper spies from different countries, but they have no political affiliations, no country loyalty. Their, their loyalty is to doing the greater good, saving the most lives. Right. According to the premise of this spot. Right. And so, she's one of these people and they're all embedded around the globe they're all secrets and all this stuff and so her thing is um the spy agency sends her out and she has like not just one mission but two missions she is embedded as like the tech person in this like spy organization and the rest of the spies are like action people now of course She's the uh, she's also, like, the prettiest, uh, uh, you know, most fit fucking uh, computer spy person in the world, you know. It's like th- that thing where they put the glasses on a hot woman in Hollywood and put her hair in a ponytail, in a bun, and they're like, look at this nerd. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. But, uh, yeah, so she kills... Like she goes on the gives on the first mission and then they have this thing where it's like, We need you to go into the casino. The mission you got you know, you gotta go undercover or else the mission gonna fall apart and of course she pulls it off and the mission still goes haywire and another woman, uh this uh actress uh Aliyah Bot who plays Kia DeWan, she is there too and like makes a head tip, tip towards Gal Gadot's character like mhm you know yeah I'm 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 the one that's setting up this operation and making it go all fucked up and Gal Gadot can't break her cover so she got to like uh Rachel Stone I guess is the character name. She got to Rachel Stone got to sit up there and act like, you know, she don't know what's going on. Um this part is kind of like uh introduces a lot at the same time but anyway, the long story short is the artificial intelligence kia dewan wants to get it so she can like stop this organization because they be making decisions that like harm people or don't help people and if she had control of the ai she could you know do more and better with it blah 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 so that so the ai thing is basically the mcguffin in this thing um and then you have jamie dornan who plays parker who is the uh bad guy essentially because it's just easier to have a man be the bad guy you know you can just kind of tell and he's a double agent and all this shit goes back and forth all right let's talk about what we liked and all this stuff um all right so what i liked um i kind of like the uh introduction to a new world right like i like the lore of this world the this organization where everybody is like uh the super spies are all like uh represented by cars it's like oh this guy's the jack of hearts uh she's the the nine of clubs and or whatever the fuck i thought that was kind of like a cool like oh i wonder what that's about you know i would like to get deeper into that they don't really get too deep into the lore of the spy org but we'll get into that on the other side um also you know i thought the action was pretty well done um at least the uh the more like Like the chase with the car, with the van when she was driving the van was well done. Um, That kind of stuff, you know, some of the special effects, you know. I liked. I thought it was cool, the visual of her jumping down a mountain at night with a parachute that glowed in the dark and and all this stuff. It wasn't practical. It made no fucking sense as far as, like, the spy world they were setting up. The bad guys would have seen that shit coming a mile away, blown her cover, all that stuff. But, you know, I don't think this movie was really grounded in trying to, it wasn't trying to be real. Um, So, you know, it it was just like, this will look cool, you know. I actually thought uh, some of the actors were kind of funny, and some of the scenes that worked for me were actually not the scenes with fighting and action, but you know stuff like people talking about their kids and stuff you know the shit people say when you know they fit in die dime one of these movies is really like oh you know my daughter's graduating from middle school and i gotta finish this mission to get home to her and you're like your ass is dead and um they did kill them people so very predictable but uh yeah you know that worked for for me though um uh, the the I, I did start liking and warming up to some of those type of people um in, in there um and I'm trying to think is there anything else that worked for me um I know it was yes no nah, that's not it yeah I think that's about it i I like the actress that played Kia Dewan Bot, but she really uh like uh yeah I liked her um I actually liked the 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 ending after the credits I actually Low key would like, I would watch a sequel to this, even though you know, I don't know how much I'm gonna rate this as a good movie, but I'd watch it. The sequel, the ending set up a sequel that was more interesting to me than this film premise was. All right, so as you can probably feel me foreshadowing, let's get to the negatives, all right, because it's a lot. Um, Number one, um, it was kind of boring which is almost unforgivable to me. Like uh Extraction to me is a lot of things, it's not boring. Even the Gray Man had a which had a great villain turn from Chris Evans which to me really helps the movie move, you know. Um this movie couldn't really decide like pick a lane of is she fucking like a superhero, 007 level spy or is she just like this is a world that's grounded in some level of reality where you get shot and die, you know, and because it never really, like, it's like she has superpowers without having them, you know, that kind of thing, and the action is not well done enough in the choreography for fights. Like, um, I I like that they did go the route of, even though Gal Gadot probably weighs 104 pounds soaking wet, she, um... Their fighting style, in this is her actually, like, punching people and shit. It's not that thing where they did in, like, Black Widow where she climbs up a wall, spins, jumps on your neck, spins. Your momentum makes you fall into the ground. Like, it it was just like she punched you in your face, you know. She shoots you with the gun. And I, I did appreciate that kind of, like, the stylings of the action. But a lot of it's too paint by numbers. There's not a lot of creative fights. There's, you know the one thing that they have is this thing that's called like the heart that she can put in like contacts and the earpiece and she can see the battlefield differently, you know? Um, and even the way the heart worked in the headquarters where they could kind of like move around and see like the full picture of everything live as it was happening, whether it was like watching a video game. Um, and you would think that would be like a really cool concept, but they really don't use it that much in any creative ways. Like it's all stuff we've seen before. Have um, you have seen like, I think it was, I think it was called the equalizer. The one that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in where they could see through the house and all that stuff. It's just that it's, if you've ever played a video game, it's just that. And so that technology isn't mind blowing the way it would have been 10, 15 years ago. So it's just like, okay, well, what are you doing differently? And they don't really use it much differently, you know. Um, the bad guy, you can see that twist coming a mile away, which is just sad. Like, it's its extremely predictable, this movie. There's so many, like, like, like I said, when her, the people that she works with, that she's embedded with, she's undercover, they're not supposed to know, blah, blah, blah. She breaks her cover to save them because she's a good person, blah, blah, blah. But it's right after the scene where all of them told you about their dreams and hopes. And so, they go through a big ass action scene and then they get killed by the other guy on the team. Who's a double agent for the bad guys. And, and you're just like, I saw this coming when these people started talking about, you know, they fucking kids and shit. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so that's kind of whack. I think I would have liked to spend more time with her actual spy organization and not as much time with the fake spy, like with her, the people she was embedded with and stuff. Um, the bad guys here, the problem I had, I think Aaliyah Bat as Kia Dawan would have actually made a pretty good villain. But but they decided, you know, whether it's girl power or whatever the fuck, just, or she's a brown woman, they didn't want to have a villain. I don't know. But they decided to make her, like, misguided and misunderstood. But she was directly responsible for all the bad things shit that the terrorist people were doing in the beginning of the film and it ends with her now being a super spy good person that works in the IT department with um, Gal Gadot in the van and Gal Godot's now the action agent and you know they're they're gonna you know start saving the world and all this shit and I'm like man I don't get this she like I would have liked it better for her to be evil to be like, nah, actually, I do, I am the person responsible for killing your friends, and I don't give a fuck, and I think my mission is that important. But instead, they give that to Parker, who is this dude that is a double spy and for the bad guys, and he really doesn't have much of a motivation other than just like, I was in war, and it was fucked up, and so... I'm going to take the the MacGuffin, and, and I'm going to use the AI to stop all all of y'all, and I'm going to destroy all everything. I want chaos or whatever. Um, and as soon as he gets the fucking, you know, as soon as they get the heart and plug it in, he immediately starts, like, doing evil shit. Like, way worse shit than the other people were doing. You know, so while, say... The, the problem with the organization Gal Gadot worked for is that they had this artificial intelligence that could fucking see the whole everything and they, they would have to make winners and losers and choices like, oh, we're going to let this event happen and people die, but not this event happen because you know, we got to save more lives and if that means some people die, fuck it, right? And they made it with the cold, hard computations of artificial intelligence message. Uh How many movies do we have to have about artificial intelligence being the bad guy or being cold and uncaring before, you know, Hollywood uh, execs wake up and realize uh, why the fuck would we want something like that right in the movie? But I digress. Um So she, like uh, Kia Dewan ends up now looking like a naive babe in the woods because Parker is the one that's going I'm going to kill people and their families in elevators and I'm going to blow up this factory and a bunch of people going to die in it because I'm like this is the real saving everybody for the greater good and I hate that because because I really think his it was a cop out it was a cheap cop out to be like well now that makes kia not a bad guy she cuz she's against him just killing everybody's families and kids and shit it's like well that's not d- d- then it makes her a fool so she wasn't that smart the whole plan that like she got used basically um and so i didn't like that uh the final fight between them was uh where they kind of combined to beat him up also, I didn't like that because a lot of the fight wasn't skill and I I could this movie couldn't really decide what it wanted to be because sometimes the choreography in the fight was dope and it was like, oh, these motherfuckers got hands. And sometimes it looked like, you know, a cat fight or just two motherfuckers on the street. And I don't know. I think maybe Gal Gadot was the wrong person to play this role. Um I'm not saying this person uh should have got the role. I'm just giving y'all a, a um I'm just giving y'all a archetype for the kind of person I think this role was made for. Uh Gina Carano would have killed this shit, you know. Now I'm not saying obviously we know why she can't get this job, but someone like that would have made this such a better movie. Uh, but you know, they went with the hot model and the physicality and the stunt doubles, whatever, it just didn't work to me. The fights were mostly paid by numbers. And um, they're not, like, hard to watch, like, cheap fights. They just they just weren't inspired. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't find that the script, I didn't find any of this to be very inspired writing or action. Um, the just There's, like, a couple of stunts that are like, oh, okay. But everything else felt like uh, just we've seen this before um what else it's too long it's too long especially it's too long it's two hours it's too long especially if you're not gonna delve into the inner workings of their spy organization now that is a fun idea is how the fuck does this work you just told me there's a bunch of spies all around the world do they all know each other you know do they know each other's missions what does the AI inform? Does the AI make them work against each other? You know, like I have so many questions that would have been very interesting to explore in this, but I think we kind of ended up with like the bare minimum level of exploration, and we didn't get the lore. And maybe they're planning on exploring that in sequels or something um, if this gets a sequel. Um, another thing that just hurt this movie badly: the lack of star power. I think. A lot of this changes if you have bigger names and uh, allow them to eat up the scenery, chew up the scenery a little bit. Parker is such a paint-by-the-numbers, head white man villain no true, um, with no true charisma. And I don't know if that's just the way the character is written. I know part of it is definitely how the character is written, but also the portrayal of him. And I think, you know, for movies that I, like, I enjoyed The Gray Man, and the reason I enjoyed The Gray Man was Chris Evans is a great, he just was, he was chewing up the scenery. I'll watch a bad, quote-unquote, action movie and enjoy the shit out of it if I can get people to commit to the bit, you know? And I I felt like no one in this movie committed to the bit. And then the last, probably the biggest thing, and this sucks, but Gal Gadot is just terrible like she's not good at this I get why she's good as Wonder Woman I love her as Wonder Woman I if they find a way to work her out as Wonder Woman in this new James Gunn universe it wouldn't bother me not one second because I think she does a good job and I think they do a good job with the characters as far as like the music the physicality the you know giving her you know the one lines it makes sense that she has like that weird kind of accent that that's undefinable you know because she's not really of this human world and stuff like all that makes sense but um in this movie and this is the same issue I had with the movie Blacklight with Liam Neeson where he plays like a white dude from Seattle but he still got that fucking accent she has this accent she's supposed to be playing like uh Rachel Stone the da 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 she never bothers to even try to have an american accent it's it's just it, like everything about it would have made her suspicious like everything about her would have made you ask more questions like maybe she's the double agent but somehow the people that made this movie or her herself decided she was just going to not have an accent you know uh i mean she was just going to have her normal accent and like uh, yeah man it just kind of cut away from it not to mention just her acting is just kind of wooden and stilted it's it is what it is at this point anytime she's not playing Wonder Woman she's just being Gal Gadot like I, you know I've never watched something that felt like she disappeared into the role or became it and with impossible white man films like this I always say the key element to these impossible white man films that really fucking like become like better than they're supposed to be you know like olympus is falling or i think there was one with called lockdown that was good um you know even die hard the reason those movies become so great is it normally is the actor needs a fucking hit and that actor will pour their soul into this corny ass shit and then you end up with some gold because you like oh they committed completely to the bit. They will, you know, Bruce Willis is like, I got to fucking get out of this moonlight shit because there ain't nobody finna give me no other roles. I need to I'm typecast. I need to find another revenue stream. Boom. I got to make this diehard shit work, you know. Um, and I think gal's not desperate like that. You know, she got plenty of work coming and she can get a lot of work just being the hot, you know, brownish woman, the, the hot, spicy white woman. in a a movie you know like think about gal gadol movies in general how many are just her playing a role of i'm i'm a supermodel that puts on a dress and maybe i punch somebody every once in a while but you know that's that's kind of my claim to fame that's how i make my money and this is like an action film but so was that uh red notice that she was in similar vibes like not a lot of charisma doesn't require a lot of acting for her in the first place um living a charm life you love to see it but just it's not you know it her I, I think she's just not a great actress you know um so yeah uh those are the negatives let's score a zero to five I would give this a I think I'll give this a one and a half out of five you know it just to me it wasn't hitting it was uninspired it was kind of lazy it was boring I mean, it's it's not a smart movie, really. Um, you see so much coming that it's just, you can't, I don't know how anybody, like, I think people that are like this, that really like this, are going to be people that just go, I like anything that is, like, action-oriented on my TV. You know what I mean? Which is fine. You know, I could be like that sometimes, too, but it's just, you know. It, it it's real it's a really like all over the place film to me that just never came together um and it's just not it just it it wasn't it wasn't as smart as it needed to be to make a good movie in my opinion and of course uh Gal Gadot being the center of this and not being able to carry it's just terrible so uh yeah i would give it no matter of fact one out of five i give it a one out of five i really think it was not good um all right let's give uh speaking of bad movies i reviewed, jurassic world dominion i got comments from sailor agony says rod are you sure you're not iron man you banished jurassic park dominion away just like tony did thanos in Endgame. i basically stopped caring about this series once Maisie freed the dinosaur to end the fallen kingdom i'll never forget that moment now I watch this movie in theaters. Uh, movie in quotes, in Dolby Digital, and it's such an empty vessel of bad ideas. Return to old cast, Campbell Scott's terribly inspired. Steve Jobs as character. What was the point of the Locust? Right. It's longer than that pointless steroid hearing for baseball in two thousand seven. The shitty writing. BD Wong can't pick a lane, and so much more. Yeah, I. It's, yeah, it's just bad. I. Every level of this film is bad, really. Um, and uh, and it's just it's so much greens it, it like to me Jurassic World Dominion i know i make this point a lot but stuff like Jurassic World Dominion is what people want to say the marvel shit has become where it's like no this is objectively worse this like this is a level of malfeasance in spending this much money on something you clearly don't give a fuck about because there's just so many bad decisions and people phoning it in and i'm not saying marvel can't get like that i'm not saying they don't even have any bad projects they do but this shit right here is just the nightmare scenario of like kill this shit you know like if like as much as people complain if they killed the marvel universe today and said we're gonna stop making these movies and projects for the next five to ten years till we can reboot people will be mad as shit they'd be like what the fuck no nah, i like watching that shit you have a solid majority of people that's like I still be watching this shit. What What are y'all doing? I actually do like it. I just don't be on the internet complaining all goddamn day. If they said they were stopping the Jurassic World movies today, everybody would be like, yeah, that make fucking sense. Because y'all didn't give a fuck for 10 years now. Well, I say t- at least five to six years. Y'all haven't given a fuck. It's bad. I was merciful when I reviewed it on Letterboxd because it was, uh, I was try. I was, Tried not to take it seriously. But, like the original Jurassic World, which is shockingly decent, but didn't really need to be made, the series was at its peak at the very first one. Although The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, and the first Jurassic World are just competently made films, I more or less accept them as that was fine, nothing more. Universal just wanted an excuse to make these films into a franchise, which I have no problem with, but you have to make us care as a viewing public. Yeah, and it's honest, honestly like this. Uh, transformers gi joe there's a few of these franchises where somehow they kept getting sequels but you know i'd argue like the first movie is the only one they really took serious and then everything after after that just felt like well fuck it if people are gonna go see it let's just keep making them you know like yes it's gotten ridiculous and it makes no fucking sense at this point but I mean, does does the audience even expect it to make sense? They just want to see dinosaurs, you know. Uh, this and Fallen Kingdom are the fucking nadir. People said have said Marvel's phases four and five are. Oh, damn! Look at us thinking alike. Like, you can blame COVID for Marvel's currently rocky scheduling and at times wonky screenplays. Dominion is just bad filmmaking that can't be blamed on the pandemic. It's uninspired, messy, loud, abhorrent, stupid, and overstuffed. There's just nothing that's redeemable. No heart, no soul, no stakes, just nothing. Sure, all three Jurassic World films made a billion dollars, but who talks about them? Uh, people talking talk cash shit about Avatar's cultural relevance, but they got the pride and joy of James Cameron. Uh, exactly what can you say for colin trevorrow yeah i looked up other movies he's made i don't get it uh he probably got some good indies but he ain't no fucking body in otherwise let this shit die universal picture steven Spielberg ain't walking through that door kathleen kennedy and the entire amblin entertainment establishment ain't walking through that door shit is more meaningless than the opinions of film twitter what a mess y'all yeah, would love honestly this is one of those times where I think they could wait a few years and reboot it somehow and pop and just start all the way over and maybe find a decent idea in there somewhere or you know switch mediums you know make 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 a cartoon series make a TV show or something like they like it some, this is not the way if they come out with Jurassic Park 8 or whatever the next one is it's just gonna end up still being terrible, and I, you know, and I'm sure all the actors would come back for the check, but that don't make it, that won't mean that it'll be a good movie. All right, y'all, that's it for this review. Uh, thanks for listening, to everybody, and I'll be back with more reviews. Uh, I think we got one coming up soon for Blue Beetle, uh, so looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, Karen will be with me then, and we'll get to your feedback that you left for the Blackening. All right, until next time, peace out.